0: The devil is evil but not stupid. Even evil knows a trap catches more flies with honey than with vinegar. The greatest problem with the way we see evil is the way we view it. We clothe evil in the flesh of the most rejected of persons. The average man sees pedophiles as a dirty, homeless and probably toothless old man leering at young girls while drinking cheap whiskey. But was evil so easily identified he would cease to be effective? We are unready when evil comes clothed in the frock of a gay priest violating every oath he has taken under the guise of fulfilling the highest office men can aspire to, because he looks like and sounds like someone we can trust. When the same scenario plays out in a doctor's office, football change room, or Boy Scout outing, and we realize we cannot identify evil by sight, we become disorientated our world collapses. Good becomes evil and evil becomes good, because our view of good and evil is associated with the flesh. The good is the pleasant person with nice habits and evil is the intolerant, short-tempered white guy. When the schoolroom becomes the sanctuary and the home is depicted as a dangerous place to put children in, society has lost its bearings. The fox is in the henhouse and evil has assumed the role of spiritual leader. There is a fight for good against evil. But if we could quantify the results of the war in souls won or lost, the graph would indicate the army of the good is losing the war. But perhaps this is to be expected. This is not a civil war as we understand it. The war is not about us good guys fighting those bad guys, though this is how evil has portrayed the war. But diversion and disorientation is how evil fights the war. Satan has only to introduce the little, white lie to us. Once we find a good reason to fudge the truth, we are on the path to mass murder. You may not get there, but you are on the same path every murderer that has ever killed traveled. The little white lie leads to one being a liar. There is no line dividing the teller of the white lie and the liar. If you lie then you are willing to steal, for the main tool of the robber is his ability to tell a convincing lie, both to himself and others. If you rob you are willing to assault, because if seen or found out you are likely to be attacked and stopped from doing what you have convinced yourself you have a right to do. So, you will defend yourself or defend your right to take what you have decided to confiscate. If you are willing to assault another human being, you have reconciled yourself to the possibility of killing another human being. And if you are able to do it once you are able to do it more than once and if more than once, then killing can be done multiple times, and that is the definition of a serial killer or mass murderer. It is a far different thing to be a liar from being a good person. But the liars have convinced themselves and us that they are good persons who lie. They are willing to assault and perhaps kill all those who think differently than they do. And this progression of events, this normalization of the abnormal, happens all the time. We have even formalized the killing and lying into two groups, which we label left and right. Both groups do it, but do it differently under different circumstances. The hypocrisy and artificiality of these two groups which are supposedly in opposition to each other. Can be seen by how fluid they are and how often people switch sides, and how little changes when sides are switched. Indeed, if one took the ideology of the left to its ultimate end and also took the ideology of the right to its ultimate manifestation, the distinction between them would disappear and become fascism. Because when all is said and done, both groups, when taken to their logical conclusions, are fascists. They might envision the all-powerful state in a different way but the actual structure of the state and how it operates is tyrannical and absolutists. Whether the fascist state has its roots in business of public ownership, whether it is formed by extreme libertarians or communists the result for the average person is the same. A small group of elites own and control everything and do it, in the name of the state which they, as a class, represent this gives us a jaundiced but more accurate view of the battle we are in. The question is, if we are liars arguing in defense of the eventual victory of fascism, or are we murderers, killing others who oppose the fascism we wish to bring about? In other words, in this system of things, identity is defined by what we have done to prove our commitment to what we understand to be the right kind of fascism. If all you have done in your life is debate the purveyors of evil, you are a dilettante. If you are a terrorist, you are a committed agent of your particular version of the greater good. But there is a great expanse between the person who thinks posting on social media is sufficient and the terrorist. Most of the roles in society are modifications of the steps evil takes on the route to being a murderer. A liar can turn professional and become a politician. A robber can moderate his strategy and become a businessman, or he can form a charitable organization. The options evil gives its servants are many and they are visible in many of the institutions that make up the modern nation. Just be assured, they are all on one side or the other that evil has designed. Babylon is formed when evil fights the war evil fights with itself. Fascism being the ultimate goal of this make-believe war. Lies cannot defeat the truth. Do you believe that? Do you believe a liar can talk until he defeats the truth? In truth, a lie is always used to defeat or replace a lie. Truth does not replace a lie. The truth is never defeated and never replaced. Truth is only hidden by liars telling lies to liars the world is a contest of liars to see which liar can convince other liars that his lie is the better one. So, when people talk about taking back their nation or defeating the other party in an election, it is just one liar, lying to other liars, about the lies being told by another set of liars. In other words, you are being played because you are playing the game. One is either in this system and part of it, or one is outside of it. We cannot engage evil with evil nor pretend we are doing good by consorting with evil. A house divided cannot stand. Now, this creates a massive problem for Christians. We more than others think we stand apart from evil. We are the people of faith, they are the people of the flesh. They are evil, but then we know we are not good. So, though we may talk about defeating evil and initiating a new awakening, In practice we debate, we vote, and we go to work in the same way the world does. Our very missions serve to minimize the impact of evil on the world. But are we fighting evil or enabling it to continue on? Do Christian missions galvanize the saints and strike fear into the hearts of the unworthy? Do we serve as a light to the world, as we make our mark in a polling booth? we cannot even vote for a Christian without feeling we are throwing our vote away. A serious Christian is highly unlikely to be elected or to be effective if he gains office. Often we will vote for the secularist or nominal Christian because he or she has a better chance of winning the election, and if not, our vote hardly matters anyway. Do we ever wonder at how the believer and secularists became equals? Does the idea that those who denounce God and the ones who praise Him, decide as equals, who rules the nation, strike you as odd? What if Noah had left the decision to build the ark up to the state, or let the majority decide who and what would be on the ark? What if instead of building the ark Noah decided he needed to run for election and reform the nation? How much different is this other choice of Noah's, from what we do as Christians? apologetic is a universal science. The sciences are brought together. The amalgamation reveals or creates an empirical experiment validating the God hypothesis. Improving the necessity of God, a suite of solutions rectifying all social problems is provided. The amalgamation of the sciences The implementation of solutions to our social problems and the validation of the God hypothesis cannot be achieved within the liberal social system. We cannot conduct an experiment that needs both a test and control group if we all are part of the control group, which is liberal secularism. There has to be a separation. Apologia is the counterpoint to Babylon. Apologia is a nation built on science and faith. Its mortar is the Word of God and its bricks the faith we have in each other, the Church. We have faith and come together only in the Word of God. God makes faith possible. But faith is not an acknowledgment of Jesus, it is the trust we have in each other. It is by this faith in one another that we build the Church. The Church in its finished form is Apologia. The creation of apologia is the work of apologetic, which is the universal science or study of faith. In studying faith and applying our findings, we validate the God hypothesis, and we build the nation of faith. Apologia is capitalized by equity. The church is constructed on a different foundation than is Babylon. The nations of the world are capitalized by the accumulation of assets. Babylonian institutions are known by the assets in their portfolio. Apologia stands outside of this walled city. We are not part of its ideology. The nations of this world are an affront to God. They build their nations on what they can flitch from God. They draw boundaries through the things of God and claim everything within the perimeter of their limits belongs to the nation. But the nation is an abstraction, so the nation-builder creates a physical representation of the nation in the form of a state's person. The head of state replaces God as head of property created by God and owned by God but confiscated by the nation-builder. Then the state seeks resources to increase the extent of their wealth. Every time a subject uses a unit of the domestic currency, He or she does so in the name of the ruler who has replaced God as sovereign ruler over all he created. If we purchase land, we are only purchasing a license that permits access to a particular section. The private buyer does not have unfettered use or access to the property he or she purchased. Anything other than casual visitation requires other licenses and payments. This is because the state is always a lien holder on the property. But the state has no more rights to the property than you do. They did not create it. Ownership of land is through intimidation. Without access to the military and police, the state and all of its licensed operators would cease to exist. The state is a hierarchy where each level or strata reflects a power disparity. The least powerful in real terms is the worker, as it is he who is called upon to support all the upper levels. Apologia is the opposite of Babylon in every significant way. Babylon is created by expropriating what belongs to God. Apologia divests itself of stolen and illicitly expropriated property and builds by adding value to the things of God. Babylon creates medium of exchanges by tranching an asset. This is done usually using an asset particularly suited to being portioned, such as cigarettes or gold. Paper currency is popular now as banknotes can be given any value desired. Apologia uses equity as a monetary unit as equity represents the value added by labor to the things of God. God always owns the substance of things, but humans own the value added to the physical object. Equity is a representation of this value added to the things of God. It is the adding of value to the things of God which constitutes a work of faith. This value is represented by preferred shares. Common shares give investors control over the dispersion of physical property. Equity notes or preferred shares give the worker a representation of the work he has done and the value he or she created. Preferred shares give the investor access to the value inherent in an asset or capital goods. Thus, when work is done an asset is improved and equity is created. The worker who adds value spends this created value into the economy, creating progress and economic development. Over time, as more and more equity is created and spent into the Apologian economy, the nation of Apologia is constructed. In the Bible this is called the church. However, the church is not a building or a group of persons within the Babylonian construct, it is a city or nation in opposition to the Babylonian empire.